as here at the Cover 3 Athletics Whippeal and City League Football Weekly Podcast. As it's Friday Eve, guys, we're recording this late Thursday night, meaning Football Friday, less than 24 hours away at the time of this podcast being recorded. So, as it's week six of the Whippeal football season, absolutely insane. We're already in the second week of October, and we're flying here. As here it is, this is a clinch time, guys. Let's get into it. So, first of all, the City League, just a little bit of a weird schedule. So, of course, their week five got got postponed out, only to be readjusted and made up. Where Monday night City League action, low key. Alderdice beat Perry 28 to 14. West Ham beat U Prep 25 19. And then running back to Thursday night earlier before this recording, Perry beat Carrick 38 0. And then Brashears has kind of just been chilling. But that's kind of the City League to kind of get them caught up. Now the U Prep Brashears game that was supposed to be Friday has been rescheduled and moved to somewhere else. So that's that. And yeah, I mean, basically City League. I mean, it's pretty pretty constructive how that goes down. So, let's get to the Whippeal football action. So, in the Whippeal, this Friday night slate, what's on the agenda? Week 6. Class 6A, the good old Quan County. Baldwin's at Hemfield, Canamac at Sunga Valley. Malibin at Central Catholic. North A versus Norwin. Let's look at these games. Hemfield, Baldwin. Highlanders are feeling good. Hemfield, they've been struggling. You gotta like Baldwin on the road. And of course, that's kind of a knockout game because the winner will be in sixth place and have an outside chance of sneaking into the playoffs. The loser, their chances will be severely dimmed. And then North Day hosting Norwin. The Tigers gotta be frustrated and embarrassed after what happened in Malibu last week. So I'm pretty sure coming back home this week, 7.30 kick. Norwin not doing too well. I think NA's gonna put up an ugly number on him. Seneca Valley hosting Kane Mack. The Raiders have to be frustrated after the performance up in Carnegie Mellon last Friday. Kane and in trying to get it going. Again, top five make the playoffs, so both these teams are looking fine for that. The, the winner of this game, you feel, is to be assuring, to be one of the five, and has a good chance it will be fourth. Where the loser, you know, obviously still in the driver's seat for fifth, but won't be easy. Look at this game. My big question, though, for Seneca Valley. How do you respond? Because you had a big opportunity, a big moment last week, and you just quite frankly dropped the ball, or to be more accurate, let it slip out of your hands and threw a little loosely as they committed five turnovers and probably be losing by 35. So for Seneca Valley, you're back home. It's an opportunity to bounce back and feel good, but KMX feeling good themselves coming off the big one they had. And I really just wonder, is Seneca Valley over? Because, I mean, Canamac, I mean, they've put up over 100 points the last two weeks beating down Baldwin and Hemfield. You're going on the road, but you're but you're feeling good. You're playing good football. You're feeling good again. And again, Seneca Valley, maybe they're looking at their wounds after what happened. I think the Raiders do bounce back and hold on at home because I just think their defense is better. And I, and I do like Graham Hancock's a lot of quarterback as well as the weapons he has in Lawson and Ross on the outside and Dorick at running back. But the end of Seneca Valley... If they're not over it, they could be in trouble. But I do think they'll win this game. I think they'll, I think they'll pull away in the second half. And then the big one, one of the biggest games of the night, Malibinen hosting Central Catholic. First place on the line in the Quan County, slash 6A, let alone for Malibinen, the undefeated record. I mean, Central Catholic, the chain gang's thriving in all cylinders. Again, you know, taking out Seneca Valley in the last two weeks. 
Malamin's defense hasn't got enough credit as it's been phenomenal all year, and they just put a number on North Allegheny. Of course, the offense we know about, Joey D, quarterback, and Eli, the top wideout for them. Texka doing things as an all-purpose running back, a solid line. And, and the question, I think the, the number one factor in this game, though, I think, strength upon strength. Can Malamin be balanced and keep the tempo? Let alone Vikings, will the passing game and will the elevated play of sophomore Payne and Wainer continue to step up? Because both these defenses are very good. So I think it's more of a case of which offense can keep on schedule and kind of get the crack in the opponent's armor. So in the game pick for me, I'm going to ride the haunt. I'm going to go Mal Edmund. I feel like they're slight home underdogs. People are assuming they're going to lose. And I think for the Blue Devils in 6A with Bobby Palco running the show, if not now, when? So I like Mal Lebanon at home to win it. What could be an absolute classic. But you got to like Mal Lebanon there. But again, both these teams take care of business to this point. They're going to go 1-2 and 6A. It's just a matter of who gets that one seed, who has home field. And again, who has that confidence, who has that swagger going into the playoffs and potential Heinz Field rematch. Looking at Class 5A, the Allegheny 6 Safayette, they host Bethel Park. Pierce Township hosts Moon. USC's at West Day. And this is interesting. Pierce Township licking their wounds after just getting shellacked by the Panthers, who had came in limping on their own accord. Well, now you have the Panthers going to Imperial to play the Indians, who have fallen off the last two weeks. Gavin Miller and company's banged up. Upper St. Clair, they're pounding their chests, feeling good again. Ethan Heaster stepping up big time. Moon's undefeated. This could be a trap game for them because this was a game you start coming into the season. Piers is a little bit wounded. Moon's feeling really good. They've played really good. Be careful. And at Bethel Park South Fayette, a huge opportunity for both sides. It's the Blackhawks who won in a conference play. So game picks. Lions, Blackhawks. I like the Lions bounce back at home. Just something on South Fayette playing on their own turf. I like, but I think it's going to be a kind of a back-and-forth touchdown type of game, like a 31-28 final. Pierce Township and Moon. I like Moon to win by 10, at least 10 points on the road. Peters, something's off that they got beat that bad by USC. Moon's been playing as close to perfect football as you can play between great offense that's balanced, great defense in every phase, solid special teams, but also they're finding ways to win games when they needed to. They're battle-tested. Going on the road is not going to scare them. Peters is wounded, and I think Moon wakes up, continues it, and gets to 7-0. But it's doing what they've done all year. And I do think they're going to keep Peters to under 14 points. USC, West Day. I like the Panthers. Feeling good. Maybe this is when they start clicking. West Day is a little bit kind of hobbled. I like Upper Sinclair on the road by at least 10. The Big East. Connellsville, Latrobe, Penn Traverse, Host Gateway, Woody High, Franklin Regional. Connellsville, Latrobe. I think Wildcats comfortably. There's the better team. Woody High, Franklin Regional. The Wolverines are 1-5. and five. If you look at their five losses... You take out the 21-point loss to Penn Traver a week ago. What do you have? You have a forfeit and three very close defeats. Franklin Regional, when they lost, hasn't been close. I think this is the week the Wolverines bounce back on the road. John Williams with some type of crooked stat line, and they win comfortably. But then the big game at 7.30, Penn Trafford hosting Gateway. The rivalry renewed. They haven't played since 2019. And again, both teams are feeling good after solid week fives. Now week six would just be the de facto Big East title game. And this was a tough one. I mean, Gateway's got the more dynamic, versatile offense. 
I do think the Warrior defense is the more solid of the two units. I do think the better line play. It's hard to make a pick of this game. But honestly, I'm going to go Gateway for the road upset. I think Gateway is going to come in there behind the Birch Brothers. Patrick Bodie company going to have a little more swag. I think they're going to find a way to outduel the run-heavy attack with Carter Green and Cade Yacomelli and win. It's because I think if this becomes a shootout, I favor the team that can throw the ball. Gateway can do that. Plus, Reynolds, the running back, is really broken out this year for them as a dynamic playmaker. So I think Gateway wins a shootout that's going to be going on the road, something like 34-28. And a huge game is, again, momentum cause of Penn Traffer to be able to control the ball. Green and Yacomelli do their thing on the ground. You turn over the defense, control the tempo, that's their best bet to win. I do think Gateway sneaks it out on the road. The Northeast, Kiskey hosts Fox Chapel, Pendles with North Hills, Pirates and Shaler. Boys' houses, cars has changed in a couple weeks. Rams win a half for a game at home. I think this time they're much, they'll be much easier on the road. I guess the Shadow team's kind of lost its mojo after a 2 0 start. North Hills at Penn Hills. Talk about a matchup of Indians. What a time for it. North Hills, exhilarating comeback at home to knock Kiski from because they unbeaten. Penn Hills, they lost. But I thought, I thought, I thought it, was, it was a really impressive showing for them on the road against PR last week. So who could build off Who could build off a week five? This one's a toss-up. But I think North Hills on the road, the way John Green, Robert Dickerson, and how they've been vibing, I think North Hills' defense might be a little bit better. I think they're a little more versatile on offense. I think they're going to find a way to maybe pull off another fourth quarter comeback to win this game. It's a big game because, you know, Pendles, you fall to 0-2. You already lost a PR. If you lose this one, your, your card side hopes are gone, and then you're kind of stuck hoping for fourth place, you know, with an hour chance at third. Well, of course, Pendles wins this game. You're, you pull even kill. At worst, you're a game out of first. You have a big head-to-head. Totally different picture. And the Foxes travel to Kiski. How did the Cavaliers bounce back? Because the defense has been great all year. The offense has kind of struggled. Or the Foxes is the exact opposite. The offense is clicking on our cylinders. But it's the defense that really can't stop a nosebleed. At the end of the day, Kiski's home. They're pissed off. I like the Cavaliers to win another low-scoring type of grinder. Because, again, I'm going to take a strong veteran defense over a high-flying offense. That's not necessarily loaded with big-time talent. And that's a game where Fox Chapel, they pull the upset. They're, they're low-key 2-0 as well. So Kiske needs to kind of get themselves back in with a victory at home. Looking at Class 4A, the Big 8. Ringgold hosts Bell Vernon, McKeesport at West Mifflin. Laurel Highlands hosts TJ. I like the Leopards on the road, no trouble there. It's a matter of what Devin Willock's number look like. And Jake Grotokesh, the sophomore that's rising for them. McKeesport at West Mifflin. The Titans there are a mess right now. McKeesport's on all cylinders. The Tigers have about five or six different weapons in offense. I think they have no trouble in this game. And then TJ Laurel Highlands, the Mustangs coming off their first loss. They have Rodney. How do they respond? TJ, yeah, they're coming off a loss too, plus a whole week of just staring at it, reliving it, and practicing. So you have an angry Jaguar team. I think it's a Mustang team that's maybe looking at their wounds a little bit. Rodney's the best player in the field, but TJ's the better and deeper team, more experienced. Jaguars make a statement about back and win. And it's a huge game, too, because you assume Bill Vernon and McKeesport hold serve. At the end of the day, they win the TJ Lahore Highlands game alone in third place and still will keep pace for first. In the Greater Allegheny, Armstrong hosts Greensburg Salem. Plum vs. Hampton Highlands and Indiana Mars takes on Knock. I saw somewhere the Mars is heavily favored. I don't get why. 
Knights have better offense. They win the game. And again, Nock, if they're going to make a push, they need to win this game. Indiana hosting Highlands. Talk about an interesting matchup. I mean, it's a, it's a good game on paper, but it comes at a perfect time. Both these teams need to snap out of the losing fucks and they're going to get back into the playoff mix. And look at this game. The Indians, they pound the rock. They have a couple guys, Flint, Harrington, Wilson, etc., that can carry and make things happen. Highlands has Timmons and crew like to air it out a bit, spread it out, go tempo. At the end of the day, I picked Indiana last two weeks. Both times they come wrong on me, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do the only logical thing and pick Indiana for the third week in a row. I think Indiana homes gonna be different. I believe in the running game that they have. Flint and Harrington are two dy- dynamic ball carriers. Highlands they look kind of just confused in offense right now. Defense are not stopping people. So I, and, again, and again, losing to Plum last week. Eric Moore ran over them. Indiana, that's what they do. That's a matchup to exploit. I like the Indiana run game to win this matchup. And it's a game where both these teams try to get back into the playoff mix, back into the, back into the top half of the conference. So really a lot's at stake. Hampton at Plum. Could this be an upset alert? The Talbots, they've had very good defense all year. It's been underrated. They got the power run game. They got the veteran quarterback and veteran team. They can throw the ball a little bit. And again, their defense has been nothing short of phenomenal. They got the special teams down, and they've had the clutch gene go in their favor. But now you get the Mustangs who are the defending conference champs, who may have the best player on the field in Eric Moore, and who are coming off back-to-back wins who got some mojo back on their step. Plus, they're hosting it. So if there was ever a time for an upset and a shake-up, it'd be tomorrow night in Plum. But I'm going to stick with the Hawthorne and Hampton. Hampton's a better team. They're more consistent. And I just think their body work speaks for itself, and they'll find a way to win this game. But don't be surprised if it takes the last three minutes for Hampton to pull it out. That's a situation, too, where Plum pulls off the upset. All of a sudden, they're, play- they're big players in this greater Allegheny, and the conference becomes wide open. So a lot at stake there. We got a lot. I think we're going to have a lot of Plum fans in the greater Allegheny tomorrow. Riverhawks, Golden Lions. You might see each team put a 50 points. Is this going to be an offensive shootout? You got Caden Olsen, Hayden Tesca. Big... Big play guys who have stepped up this year on both ends. So who is the shootout? I'm going to go, this one's literally a toss-up, but I'm going to go Armstrong at home. I just think Kayden Olsen is one of the better quarterbacks in the entire Whippy Whippy Tuska's having a very nice season, but I just think the Riverhawks at home will find a way to get the ball last, and it'll be Olsen leading a drive to get them to win. Something like 55-49, 55-50. As the Riverhawk team has also been kind of solid this year. And then in the Parkway, Shore Valley hosts Aliquippa, Montour versus Blackhawk, Newcastle at Beaver. Red Hurricanes playing better football, Mike Wells, Chris Hood, the best two players on the field. They need to take care of that business and they will. Montour and Blackhawk, interesting game. Both teams have been up and down. Montour started awful. They got one back to back wins for losing close to Newcastle. Blackhawk's been up and down. Which so which team prevail prevails? Excuse me. In that case, I'm gonna go Blackhawk on the road. Carson Hackathorn company, I think, find a way to win this game, but I think it's gonna be a very low scoring, old school type of feel. And then Quips at Colts. Quips win this game by at least three touchdowns. Quinn and Good, he's young but he's the real deal. They got game breaker after game breaker, and they got arguably the best line in the entire Whippy Bowl, definitely the biggest. But their defense is very good as well. I just think Shore Valley not as good as they were a year ago, not as consistent. They got some big names, but I think as a whole, Alcup is the better team, and they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. 
you know, as well in the situation, first place at stake in in the in the uh, Parkway Conference, and Newcastle still see both. So again, potentially a huge game, not just for first right now, but for playoff seeing that's going to be talked the next three weeks. Okay, Class Three A: The Allegheny Seven Burles at Deer Lakes, Freeport hosts the East. The East A: Derry takes on Valley. Derry and Valley, someone's going to win. I think it's the Vikings' time. Burl at Deer Lakes. The Lancers, they're undefeated in conference play. They've been playing better football as the year get on. Derek Burke and that team that's maturing. I like at home to win by two touchdowns at least over a struggling Bucks team. The K and Caprio is nice. Freeport and East Day, a very crucial game in the Allegheny race. But East Day, still scratch their heads offensively. Freeport, they got Ben Lane and crew. I think Lane by eight for the Freeport to get back on track. But again, huge game trying to keep up with North Allen, with North Catholic, excuse me. In the interstate, Mount Pleasant hosts Brownsville, South Avers Hills with Ford, Yawk and Southmoreland. So Vikings will have no trouble being the Falcons and stay towards the top of the conference. South A and EF, the Gladiators are playing better football, but EF's the better team. They win the game by at least two scores. Yawk and Southmoreland. The Cougars, they just can't figure it out at this point. The Scotties, a little bit up and down when they've been playing good for most of the year. I think at home is a bounce back for South Morrow to get a very important win to keep pace in the top three of the interstate. And then the Northwestern six, Averworth and Ambridge, Central Valley and Keystone Oaks, Quaker Valley is hosting Hopewell. Quakers are more going for them. It's not much where they have more. I like them to beat Hopewell and just keep their hopes alive for the playoffs. KO and Central Valley. KO has just fallen off the map the last couple of weeks. The Warriors, they don't miss. Lane Alexander has over 200 yards and a couple of tutties. Central Valley wins big and bad. Averworth versus Ambridge. The feel-good story would be for the Bridgers to make a back-to-back wins at home and pulling a huge ups to do so. Averworth, though, just too good, too deep, playing too well football, and loops by at least two scores there. And again, all eyes are kind of on the potential Averworth Central Valley de facto conference title game that we could see if they both keep t- take care of business. Class 2A, the Allegheny. Lincoln Valley forfeited to Sarah Calix, so the Eagles credited the victory there. It's kind of a bummer as that was a huge game coming into the year. If the Lincoln Valley Rams, that's back-to-back conference losses. So now you got to take care of business later on just to get third and, and get into the playoffs. It's frustrating there for them, I'm sure. That's the only game listed in that conference. The Century, Charlotte Rose Best Center, Waynesburg, at McGuffey, Frazier versus Charlotte Houston. I like in this one Cougars, Bucks, and Highlanders. Not much more to be said, as that's kind of the top half of the conference, anyways, trying to keep pace with Wash High. The Midwestern, this one's interesting. Freedom at Elwood City, Beer Falls hosting Mohawk, New Brighton at Laurel, and Ashanic versus Riverside. Elwood City, Riverside, both have yet to win a game, and I think it stays away as Freedom bounces back. Ashanic has a big win to take care of his business, and again, Freedom trying to get back on track, staying in the top half of the conference. Ashanic trying to keep pace in the race for first. Laurel hosting New Brighton. The Gorlas can use an upset. Excuse me, but at the end, I think Laurel, a much better team. Luke McCoy's the best player on the field. Sporin's playing too good to let this one get away. They win this one by at least three scores. Beer Falls Mohawk, a very intriguing game. It's Mohawk, they're a surprise undefeated at the top of the conference. Beer Falls cannot say the same, but do the defending Whippeal champs snap and, and, and kind of start stacking wins? Mohawk's been a good story. They've been competitive. I don't want to take anything away from them. As Mohawk's been very good this year, and they've earned the wins they got. I think Beer Falls is better. They had a tough opening schedule. 
I think the Tigers, with the with the talent they have with Cleckley, I'm sorry with Brickner, with Jaron Brickner, Makai Clark, Trey Singleton and company, uh, Tyler Kane, too much talent. I think Beaver Falls rolls to another big win and kind of low-key gets himself back in the top three of the conference. But a huge game in terms of that conference. Jason Milk is tied for first. And the Three Rivers, Sealand South forfeits out to Stowe Rocks. The Starks gets a victory there. Southside goes to Carleton. Both teams scored single digits last week. Southside got crushed. Carleton won this week. I'm going to say it's both good double digits, but I think Southside the better club. They'll power their own game. They'll win this game to get themselves back to the conference mix. And it's a quick non-conference checkup. It's actually Allardyce. They go to Steubenville, Ohio tomorrow for an out-of-city game. North Cali goes to South Park. I like the Dragons and the Trojans both to win. Trandy's at Clearfield. Got to go to the Hillers. And then Wash High hosts Uniontown. Wash High by at least 42. West House goes to Butler. I like Butler to keep rolling with their D10 schedule there to beat the defending city champs. So then we go Class 1A. In the Big 7, Rochester hosts Fort Cherry, Shenango vs. Northgate, Olsh, and Union. So how do the Chargers bounce back? Union's kind of stumbled after the after the win over Rochester. I think the Chargers keep them stumbling. Northgate and Shenango. Flames have been much improved this year, and they've not been an easy out. Shenango finally gets off the Schneider. They feel good about themselves. The younger team finally gains confidence, maybe. And I think the Wildcats at home, just enough confidence, just confidence to stink this game out. And then Rochester for Cherry. Rams are the deeper team. They're better. Max Trucial and the Rangers will keep it close for a while, but I just think Rochester the better team. They're only going to control the second half. They'll win them down. They'll pull away. And again, you know, in this big seven conference, Rochester, Olsh, Quinnell all tie at the top. Fort Cherry's just a half game back. So a very so some pivotal games tomorrow, especially the Fort Cherry-Rochester game of first place at stake. In the East, Leechburg hosts Canavan. Imani vs. Claritin. Actually, that was on the schedule. GCC vs. Riverview, Springdale, and Jeanette. But Imani forfeited, so Claritin gets the victory, so they've already won via forfeit. So let's go Leechburg and Kahneman. Both of our, I mean, Leechburg overcame a disappointing loss by taking care of business last week. Or now Kahneman's in that boat after a disappointing loss. How do they respond? I just like the Leechburg offense a lot. I think it's too much. So give credit to Tynberg, Lovelace, and those boys. I think they out-duel. Canavan with could be a shootout to win and, again, maintain second place. That's what's at stake. Clareton with the forfeit win stays in first. Jeanette and Springdale. Both teams may, trouble, may find trouble to score, but the Dynamo's more veterans. I think Dexter's the best player on the field. I like Springdale to win in a close game. GCC and Riverview. Center is a way better team. They get the job done, no issues. And the Tri-County South, West Green hosts Benworth, California, Jeff Morgan, Novello vs. Mapletown, Nesson, and Carmichael's. Maples on the road. Novello just isn't good this year. Maples with Landon Stevenson going off for 200-plus yards. Get the win. That's important because Mapletown is trying to stay in the top half of the conference. They have to take care of business to do that. Cal, Jeff Morgan. Jeff Morgan's rebuilding. Cal's not. Trojans by at least three scores and make a statement. Benworth, West Green, same situation. Benworth Green could give some touchdowns to West Green and do them. Brady, Wise, and coming to get the win. West Green, who's just been rolling people, expect them to keep that up. And to have control of the TCS as well. Cal 
Kronk, thank you, Pace. So Carmichael's, you're giving us in at home. And the Mighty Mikes, I think they're a better, deeper team. Trent and Carter Mikes, two of the best players on the field. Manson just is too young right now. Carmichael's by at least two scores. And again, the Mighty, I mean, the Mighty Mikes and Trojans playing catch-up to West Green and the TCS. As West Green's beat both, Cal and Carmichael still play each other. But also, you want to secure, make sure you don't fall in behind third. And then a quick look at Saturday's schedule is four games are on the slate. As we got a, a, a Whippy old 2A triple header. As in the Allegheny, Apollo Ridge goes to Shadyside, Summon host Steel Valley. Ironman will roll by at least 40-some points. I say Najee Bird is over 250 yards on the ground. Then AR at Shadyside, the Vikings feeling good again. Still a young team. Shadyside trying to bounce back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Apollo Ridge on the road for the upset there to keep themselves in the Allegheny mix. As, of course, still Valley trying to keep pace at the top of the Allegheny. And the fact that Sarah got the 4 for 1 already makes it be a 1 versus 2 type of clash. As the Ironman hosts Sarah Catholic the last week of the season, too, to keep them mad in your minds. Well, then, Three Rivers, Brownwoods at Western Beaver. Golden Beaver's better team. They win the game by at least 20 points. And then, 1A, Big Sun Conference. Burgettstown hosting Cornell. Raiders of 4 wins. They're one of those teams at the top. Burgettstown's falling apart after their hot start. I like Cornell by at least seven points on the road. And again, you know Cornell, they go to they have to take care of because I mean you've won four straight games, you're four one overall, three zero in the conference. Then after this week, you go to Rochester, Horseford, Cherry, and go to Olsh, who are the three teams that are right with you in the Big Seven. Is looking at the Big Seven conference real quick. I mean, looking at the standings here. Um, you know, like I said, Cor- I mean Cornell's three zero in the Big Seven, Olsh. Rochester, Fort Cherry, all two, and they've all beat each other up a little bit. But all of them have four wins to their overall records. So huge, huge, huge down the road. Is it's basically you, you know, a kind of a knockout game every week for the conference title. And then you have Union North getting all one game back in that conference as well. So all it's so one week can change this conference entirely. It's kind of the exciting part, especially about October, where it's exciting this time of year. Things can flop on a dime like that. So, hope you guys enjoyed this. This is the Week 6 Whippeal Football Podcast Preview. There's a lot of action. And again, we're in October now. Week 6 is here. So, the home stretch is coming up upon us where playoff scenarios are starting next week. And for some teams, the winner go home. Mindset's going to start now. So, that's what that's all we got. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. And wherever you're going, your Friday night or Saturday, be safe, be smart, have fun. We'll talk soon. It's a course... For weekly updates, as little alone to access these podcasts, as this podcast we talk about, recap the action, you know, summaries, stats, etc. But to access our stuff, or more so listen to us through Anchor, which is our podcast app, go to our website, cover3athletics.com slash westpn, it's cover the number 3 athletics in our address bar. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Take care, guys. Week 6, Whippy Football, here we are. Enjoy. We'll talk next week.